You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 439 of Podcateers. This week we talk about Ryan Reynolds wanting a certain pop star in Deadpool 3, are animated films getting less marketing, new concept art is released for the Adventureland Treehouse, It's a Small World gets a couple of new additions, and Encanto at the Hollywood Bowl. We'd love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on our Discord server. Joining the community is super simple. Just head over to podcateers.com links and click on the Discord button to join the community. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers after show, and access to our happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash fgp and as always a super special thank you goes out to the fgp squad for their continued support uh before we start the episode i want to take a moment to apologize because it's been a little difficult for me to post the auctions we intended to have to raise money for walk for hope as of today walk for hope has already happened but fundraising usually continues for a couple of weeks after we still raised just under $500 of our $1,000 goal, but uh, I wanted to reach out to all of you to see if there was still any interest in us still having the auctions or if we should just leave them for next year's event. We would love your help in trying to figure this out. Uh, you can either leave a comment on the IG post for this episode, or we invite you to join us on Discord. If there's enough interest, we would love to still have them and try to get as close as possible to that $1,000 goal that we had. So we look forward to hearing from you, and we appreciate your feedback. Um, so that's it. Uh, it is time to get this episode rolling. If this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 439 of Podcateers. I'm here to tell you, brothers, that, oh, we're the cream of the crop, and it's gonna be the top of the, um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not exactly sure if I want to continue. That hurt my throat. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure if I want to continue Woo! and start breaking out little creamers, and like, the, the cream of the crop. You see, mean gene, no matter what, the cream of the crop rises. You see, oh, yeah. you pull out a little creamer, hand that over to you. It's a the creamer. cream of the crop. And then you throw it and <laughs> keep pulling little creamers out. Creamer, creamer. It doesn't matter if it's the cream of the crop. Now my throat hurts if, more. Yeah, I started <laughs> coughing. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, just look up Macho Man Creamer on YouTube. You'll, you'll find yeah. it. Pretty easy to find. Old school and very funny. Randy Macho Man Savage. 
pretty sure he's talking to Mean Gene Okerlund at that point. And yes, I I just looked it up, and that's he's he's talking about Mean Gene. He's he's actually talking just like an interview guy, but about it. WrestleMania three. Ooh, that was a long time ago. Ooh yeah, a long time ago with the cream of the crop. I I have a feeling that that's we're going the, to be a, the cream. A, a theme during this episode now. You know what? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> we do theme. We've done themed episodes before. You know, there's a haunted mansion episode, Pirates of the Caribbean. Why not a cream of the crop episode? Cream of the crop. <laughs> Are we just gonna talk like wrestlers the rest of the show? Yeah, brother. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. Hulk Hogan says stuff. That's the only other guy I know. He's his brother. All right, Mel. Roll your eyes back and tell everyone to rest in peace. Go for right. it. Right. Hold on. Let me let me get my eyes. I'm trying to open my eyes. Is it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who that is. That's the That's Undertaker. <gasps> yeah. Okay. I don't watch wrestling. Oh I just God. know about wrestling. <laughs> or you can you can uh, you can be the people's champ, Melissa. Oh wait. Let me. Eyebrow. Now I gotta raise. I gotta raise it. Hold on. <laughs> She's raising the eyebrow with I'm the finger. To raise you need a piece of fingers. tape to hold it up instead of your finger. <gasps> that would work. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just draw it on top. <laughs> anyway, that was the start to this episode, wasn't it? <laughs> I like to get us off topic. And it was a mighty fine opening. Why? Because it's the cream of the crop. Oh yeah. Cream of the. Cr- the cream Ooh, and a crap. Yeah. A little coffee with the creamer because the cream goes to the top. Ooh, yeah. Little pumpkin spice. No, nobody likes pumpkin spice. PSL for you. Nobody likes that. Do you like pumpkin spice? Leave a comment. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Caramel macchiato. <laughs> <laughs> Frappuccino style. I was going to say. <laughs> I don't really like coffee, but I get a frappuccino. Today on Macho Man Says, we're going to go through the Starbucks menu. Ooh, yeah. White what's that? chocolate. What's what's one of those things? White chocolate mocha coffee. Mocha. White thing. gummy bear. <laughs> My throat already hurts from doing this. Six pumps of caramel. I don't know. I lost the Macho Man. It's just going into just gargle man. Can I get a Ooh, pike yeah. venti? <laughs> Blonde roast what else is, venti. What do they have in Starbucks? <laughs> Ariana Grande. <laughs> Ooh, mocha chip <laughs> frappuccino. I don't know. Give me one of them Christmas know. ones. Ooh, can I get a chocolate croissant, but heat it up in the oven a little bit? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we got to put some cream on the top. There we go. Tie it all together. All right. Well, uh, so yeah. So that, like you said, that was the opening <laughs> and oh, <yeah>. scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, so, uh, you know, last week we were talking about Taylor Swift and uh, it's a me, Mario, because he's the problem. It's him, right? But apparently yeah. my good buddy Ryan Reynolds, you know, you Ryan Reynolds, you know, the guy doing Deadpool. Recently, mm-hmm. we, we showed him talking to Hugh Jackman about Hugh coming Jackman. back as Wolverine for Deadpool 3. Uh-huh. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. the news is, well, the rumor, really, there's nothing confirmed, but the rumor is that Ryan Reynolds wants to somehow drag Taylor Swift into this whole thing. And I, 
I mean, I co-sign on this, 284%. It's a very specific amount of a percent. Well, I mean, <laughs> I want people to understand that I'm pretty clear on the fact that I am all for Taylor Swift to be a part of this film. Mm-hmm. Was it not clear? Because I can I can raise my percentage. I just want to say that I am 498.284% on board with mm. Taylor Swift being a part of Deadpool 3. Gotcha. So Pretty do you do, do you have a uh, a preferred role that this uh, Swifty may play in Deadpool? I don't know any like Deadpool side characters. I only saw one of the Deadpool movies. I don't even remember which one it was. I, I do not. But what I think should happen is that she should just play herself at a concert. And it's very much one of those like, try everything moments like from Zootopia, but now in Deadpool, right? Where like mm-hmm. Wade goes to a concert because Wade is also like full-blown Swifty. Mm-hmm. I think that I would make that. absolute sense. Like he's wearing the t-shirt, like he's like swooning over her at the concert, like interacting <laughs> with other people on TikTok doing dances to her music. I think it can work. And then he goes to the concert and he gets up on stage and then it turns out she's a bad guy and has a big sword and then they have to fight. Okay. Wow, that escalated. <laughs> Listen, we're writing this film. Ryan. We are. Listen. Swords are fun. Like, yeah. Why not a sword? Ryan, if you're listening, um, just shoot me a text. Let me know if you want to use this idea. I know you guys are still working on Deadpool 3, but I think we can give you some really golden moments for this film. Really, Mm -hmm. really bring you into Phase 5 with an oomph. You bit the cream of the crop, brother. Cream of the crop. Rise to the top against Taylor Swift. Maybe Taylor Swift plays Macho Man. Listen wow, now. Now you're be, just. That would be epic. It would be weird. <laughs> let's not. <laughs> let's not. It might be epic, no, but that's super a bad weird. Idea. Let's not. They say no I'd, bad ideas, I like but keep, that might be. I like a bad to keep idea. my Taylor Swifts and my Macho Man separate. Thanks. Gotcha. Two two separate bowls. <laughs> two separate bowls. Exactly. Macho Man can sit one up, bowl like, for cream, be, which rises to the top. Yeah, and then I don't know—is there a food-related thing that Taylor Swift did? I don't know. And a bowl, a bowl, f- a bowl for. She's sweet. She's candy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right, bad analogy. <laughs> uh so yeah, uh, that's a thing. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but Ryan Reynolds has expressed some interest in Taylor Swift joining uh, the Deadpool three cast. If we were going to put a percentage, like I know I joked around about it, like what percentage I would want this to happen. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you if you could take a wild guess and just say percentage wise, if you think it will happen, where would you slot this? Hmm. You know what? Um, I'm going to say 80 percent. Oh, that's pretty high. Because. The reason I say that is because Ryan has a, a way of making things happen. For instance, Wolverine. So, hey, if you could get him to come back, who's to say he can't get Taylor Swift? Yeah, and I think the concert thing would be fun. Yeah, yeah. she's been in movies. She was in Cats, everybody's it favorite could be movie. A ca- well, 
we don't talk about cats. We don't talk about cats. Stay away. I've worked on I've worked on the show and I've I've saw I've seen the Broadway show, but I've not seen the movie. Yeah, we don't talk about cats. Yeah. No. We talk more about um, Bruno than we talk about cats. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they had one of those cats in the Rescue Rangers movie. There you go. That's how we can talk about cats. <laughs> anyway. Um I you know what, Melissa, before you said eighty percent, I was also thinking eighty percent. So that's that's kind of I, I'm in the same boat. I think I if feel he, great. <laughs> if he wants it, like he sure I'm he can probably make it happen. Even if it's a cameo, if it's a quick thing, like uh, you know, uh you know walking down the street and there's taylor swift he bumps into taylor swift and it's like something blah 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 you know one day on set kind of uh interaction but i i think it could be a good possibility it happening if if they want it to he yeah. said in the interview he said i would do anything for that woman is the the quote that <laughs> that he said um Hey, I know how so, he feels. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see if it happens. I mean, I, you, I think you both fall in a slightly higher uh, percentage than I do. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm closer to like fifty, maybe sixty percent. It does happen. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm just being realistic. You know, she's. With the release of Midnight's, she's going on tour soon, and not that she can't, you know, have a cameo or something like that. But I, I know that we just talked about her, you know, playing a whole, you know, role in it, and it's a bigger scene. But if it happens, I feel like it, it would be more of a just quick cameo. Like he runs into her on the street or something. He's like, "Oh my God, you're Taylor Swift," and she's like, "No, I'm like." You know, when she mentions like another name, he's like, no, but you really look like Taylor Swift. It's like, yeah, I get that a lot, yeah. you know, <laughs> or they recreate like lyrics or something from one of her albums or something, you know, like he's at a diner. And then she pulls out a big sword and they fight. Not yet. Not yet. That's after I'll see him. Like, they'll be gotcha. a, like, he'll be at a diner eating and then like Taylor Swift will serve him his food and then he'll say something like, wow, you really look like an American singer, which is a lyric from one of her songs. And then she's like, "No, nah, I get that a lot." And then she pulls out a sword, and then they start fighting. Ah, I see. Ah, there, there you go. Yeah. Because then the jig is up, right? Like now they know that that's mm-hmm. her. So, so we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm. I, would I like it to be higher? Absolutely. Like, would I like her to have a, a bigger role and to play a bigger role? Yeah, heck yeah, I would. Um, but you know, I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's all we can do is wait. Right. Wait and see. Right. We got a couple years till this is coming out, so Yeah. Who knows? Hey, speaking of a couple of years of coming out, I I wanna start kind of movie theme here since we're kinda leaning into the movies. But Strange World. Strange World has been talked about by Disney for some time now, and I feel like mm-hmm. for a while we got some, you know, posters, we got some commercials, we got some trailers. Uh, there was even a little bit about it at the D23 Expo, but mm-hmm. I feel like I I don't want to say that it's necessarily getting swept under the rug, but I feel like it's it's getting very similar treatment to some of the other films that we saw released a couple years back, like you know, uh, like Soul and and uh, Onward and stuff like that, where. 
they got released to very little fanfare and Mm -hmm. i'm like i don't know how i feel about this like you know with bob chapek recently coming out and making a statement along the lines of you know cartoons are for children they're not for adults i mean animation in any regard is kind of the bread and butter of the Disney company, right? It's in their mm-hmm. roots. Yeah. And so for him to say that feels like, I mean, I I hate to say it, but it sounds like a big slap in the face to the legacy of the company, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I see yeah. a film like Strange World uh, on the slate to be released, and then, like, you don't hear anything about it. Like, have you, it releases the weekend or like Thanksgiving weekend or something like that. Thanksgiving week, the maybe. The 23rd. The 23rd, okay. So it releases the so 23rd of November. Oh, the day right before Thanksgiving. Next Podcateers yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Not but, this one, the following one. But what have we heard about it? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's Nothing. in it, and that's about it. Here's the funny part. I Okay, so I got to go to the theaters recently, mm-hmm. and I actually saw a trailer for a movie. It's not a Disney movie, but it's coming out next week. So I don't understand why they didn't even put a trailer for this or something to hmm. kind of show like, hey, this is coming out. We did talk about this and it, it's kind of sad that they don't, that they just dropped it and they didn't really promote it as much because it's a sci-fi adventure. I mean, action adventure, but it looks pretty cool. It's, it's going to make me sad if it's one of these films that we should have seen in the theaters or it should have gotten some more love. And that's that's kind of sad. Yeah. Because animation, I mean, we like you said, it's it is the bread and butter of the company and it's an art. You know, yeah. and it should be expressed on the screen. It should be given love and it stinks. It really does. Yeah. Now I wonder if, like, they're trying to boost their Disney Plus numbers by downplaying, you know, oh, it didn't do well in theaters, but we put it on Disney Plus, and it's the most watched movie that they're ever watched. They said watched 10 billion hours of Strange World on Disney Plus, you know, or something. I, I don't know. But there's – it doesn't – this whole streaming, you know – two weeks after or whatever doesn't really make sense to me not to I don't know it doesn't make sense to not promote the movie like why wouldn't you want to make a bunch of money in the theater and then put it on Disney plus and make your money whatever you know from ads or however they make money on streaming besides your monthly thing yeah do it then because it's coming out it's I'm on the uh online looking at the films coming out at the same time so there are five films. Seven films, jeez. Uh, seven films opening the same day as uh, Strange World. Um, a movie called The Fablemans, Bones and All, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, Devotion, Strange World, Nanny, and All the Beauty and the Bloodshed. So, you know, a couple of these are, you know, uh, Knives Out, you know, mystery uh, thriller kind of movie. A couple of these look like dramas um i don't know it's got one looks like a a war fighter pilot movie maybe so it's like a whole it's the only family movie coming out 
that week for Thanksgiving. Um, so I don't know if they're relying just on everybody, people that are going to the movies and want a family movie. This is the only thing out there for them. I don't know because I, I'm not sure what else is in the theater right now. I mean, there's Black Panther, of course, that just came out. But other than that, I don't think there's a bunch of family movies. So this is kind of the only one. So it's very uh, confusing as to what they're doing marketing-wise. It kind of reminds me of the um, – like when John Carter came out, they're like – they yeah. they kind of under-marketed it. And then they're like, nobody liked a movie. It's like, well, nobody understood what it was about, so they just didn't go and see it. Yeah. Um, also, I find it bizarre that um, I don't know if this is how all Disney films are, animation films are, but every other movie that's coming out um, that that day has a Rotten Tomatoes critic score already, and Strange World has none. <laughs> it's oh, just not been like the critics no. haven't been screened the movie yet or whatever. So it's interesting to just see all these different, just with a list of other films, how this is stacking up. Um, so, yeah, it's like you guys are saying, it, it doesn't make much sense what is going on here. Yeah, you mentioned something know. interesting earlier as well. Um, you know that they could put it on Disney Plus and they could talk about their earnings and how much they made and how many people watched it and all that stuff. The bad thing is that Disney won't ever fully reveal those numbers, right? They, yeah. They're very secretive, like all the other services. Netflix is the same, and other yeah. services won't ever tell you exact numbers because they can pad them however they want for investors and to make it look much better, you know, during earnings yeah. calls and stuff. The funny thing is that probably within the last week or two, they had their earnings call where they were talking about how the like theme park revenue was up 70%, you know, because they've mm -hmm. raised so many prices on everything and they're doing amazing in the parks, but Disney plus did not meet their expectations and they're no longer on track to meet the, um, I want to say it was like 240 something, 245 million, million. that they were expecting yeah. to have by the end of 2024 and so they ended up lowering their target closer to 200 million uh, because, you know, they just don't understand what's happening. And this is all this is all happening kind of around the time where um, they they don't have as much content being released as people would want. They don't have the content people have been asking for. Like they're releasing some pretty good stuff. Um, and mm -hmm. pretty good stuff, obviously, is subjective to who's watching it because there's going to be some people that just don't like it. You know, Marvel stuff gets released, and I've talked about this before. Like, I'm hook, line, and sinker for a lot of that stuff, right? But mm -hmm. when you think about all of the old shows that people want to see, we've talked about, like, House of Mouse and the, the Villains show and old Mickey Mouse clubs and... Like, all these shows that they have, like, even Wonderful World of Disney, mm -hmm. now that people yeah. are terming out of their D23 founders packs or their founders prices, why not release all of that to keep more people? You know, has mm -hmm. there not been a plan for that? And it seems so odd that Bob Chapek has spoken over and over and over about how he wants to make Disney Plus this, like, central 
hub experience for people where there's more of a blend between what you watch and the parks and the content and the experiences, but it doesn't seem to be meshing together at all. Um, and so like we're, we're at a place now where Disney plus is about to have its prices raised. I think the ad free one is going up to about $11. Um, the Hulu pack or the ESPN Hulu Disney plus pack that they have, I think is going up to, yeah, the bundles going up to 20 or something. Um, and then the ad free one obviously is going to be like seven or eight bucks or something like that. I forgot what the pricing is. Um, this would have been prime, like a prime time for them to do this, especially as they're introducing the, the ad bundle, right? Because Mm -hmm. most people that got a chance to see these shows had an opportunity to see them when they were on Disney channel, when they were on ABC and you saw them with commercials. So it isn't anything foreign, you know, there's just commercials that they just come at different times than they would like you see a couple of ads before the show versus every seven to eight minutes of the show or whatever the mm-hmm. case is right so the right. whole thing is weird a strange world feeling like it's getting swept under the rug i guess gives them the opportunity to say that oh well we released it people didn't see it you know it was kind of a failure but it's not our fault but it kind of is Right, because we saw this with the other yeah. films, like with the Pixar films and stuff. So it's weird that they haven't said anything about it. Um, obviously, there is a big push uh, for live action stuff, like we're we're seeing, and I think it also might have to do with the fact that Kevin Feige might have a lot more say in the Marvel stuff, you know, because he's he's kind of the 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 machine that runs all of that, like so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, promoting Deadpool, coming up with these clips with Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman and stuff like that, promoting movies in advance. This is what Marvel does, right? And then, obviously, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever was released uh, over the weekend. You know, it, it's now in its fourth, fifth day or something like that of showing. Fourth day. Fourth day. Well, yeah. at, at, as of recording, as of release, this will be the sixth day, I think. Okay. Uh, I was reading a, an article where as of Sunday, the 13th, it had already made $180 million in North America, and it had made an additional $150 million overseas. But yep. the marketing machine behind Wakanda Forever, like there was, you saw it everywhere. Right, even to there the was end. that Wakanda week or whatever it was leading up to it right. on on like ABC and all this stuff, like a whole yeah thing. And yeah, uh, now are they trying to not trample on the toes of you know Black Panther by not advertising until like the week of or whatever? So giving that like two weeks, uh, I I don't know. Are we going to start seeing a ton more Strange World stuff? in the coming weeks now that black panther's out who knows that that's another interesting thing to try and not conflict with their other properties i i i, I don't know i'm just pulling the strings here like yeah it's just it's strange because strange. usually you would see the merchandise before it drops mm-hmm. and there's nothing yeah like there's no plushes there's no nothing to 
to say, hey, this is part of the film that's coming up. Nothing. So, yeah, it is weird of them to go this far and just just drop it. Yeah. You know what's funny? That the the film itself, when I first saw what little we've seen of it, it has like a like a treasure planet Atlantis mm-hmm. sort of vibe to it. And then mm-hmm. when you think back on those films and how those films weren't marketed as much and they weren't treated as these big blockbuster films either, it just, I, I don't want to say that the that, that genre is cursed because I feel like there's other films that have done really well in that genre. But like animation-wise, it's just so confusing. <laughs> I just yeah. I yeah. don't understand what's happening. If their concern is that the film wasn't going to do well uh, during the Thanksgiving weekend, then why not push it to an early December release? You know, maybe is it because it's not Christmas? Is it because it doesn't have a Christmas theme to it? But I don't know. It just usually Thanksgiving weekend, like you said, it's it's a great time for families to watch films together. Um the the first week or two of December is also a really good time to push out those films. And when you listed the other ones that are being released at the same time or alongside Strange World, mm-hmm. it seems so funny that there aren't any other family movies being released. Not a one. Uh, I hope you're right, Mel. Uh, or I hope you're right, uh, Andrew. Who said it? Um, that now that Wakanda Forever's out. That the, oh, that was me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Andrew. So, <laughs> yeah. So I hope you're right that now that uh, Wakanda Forever's out, that they'll push it a little bit more. Sadly, I don't have the confidence that they're going to do that. Uh, I just feel like this is going to turn into uh, just another film that, you know, in their eyes didn't do well. If you don't break the billion dollar mark or whatever, like you failed. When in reality, when you think of how much is spent on a film, it's not a failure. Movies have been struggling since the pandemic started to like since theaters started to open up after the pandemic black panther i think is one of the first films to make that type of money i like for the animated films it's just weird we'll see where it takes it but do we know how much they spent on strange world to make it probably not but we can find out from google maybe Budget estimated one hundred and twenty million dollars. Okay, so I think that's most of the CGI Disney movies are uh, the estimates are around that that price. Some say up as high as one hundred and eighty six million. Hmm. Okay, maybe or I'm reading this wrong, but one hundred and twenty million looks like to be the the rough estimate. What What's Encanto at? Encanto's over over 250 at this point right uh budget or you mean uh earning uh earnings uh and let's see i have all these things up so i can do it really quick uh da 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 da, da. all time performance uh worldwide 256 million 256 okay yeah so i mean it's not going to make 256 money especially without really being promoted at all Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. brings in some star power, but it—I mean, but not much. It's but Jake not Gyllenhaal. much, right? No, yeah. like, 
And it's it's not like Lin-Manuel Miranda bringing in, you know, a lot of the notoriety that he had from Hamilton and In the Heights and everything coming into that film. So, yeah, I I think if, if the film, I think at this point, if the film breaks even, I think Disney will be happy with it. They won't, but well, but they're the, gonna yeah. consider it. They're still gonna consider it a failure. Here's the thing, though. We what we don't have a, a gauge on for the three of us anyway is what is going on overseas marketing wise. Um, it th- there's a there's some movies that will just be like, all right, over here it made you know five dollars and over there it made two billion dollars like the rest of the world so that could be a thing too but a lot of the times they only really care about the domestic numbers for some reason even though they release these movies worldwide right um so it's it it that could be a thing too there's been a few movies that um really are like like the like alice of wonderland uh the tim burton ones that was a movie that I'm pretty sure, you know, made good money here in the States, but it was just gangbusters overseas. And so they're like, well, we're doing another one of these. And the second one didn't do as good of numbers here, but overseas it was, again, a better numbers. I hope I'm getting this word, this movie right, but I know there's a few... Yeah, well, there were films that weren't even released in China, and China's a really big market for films. Yeah. You know, Encanto didn't so, get yeah. released immediately. It it just got released this year, I think, in China. Yeah. And Bob so, yeah, Chapek, through the looking, yeah. Yeah, he had gone on the record addressing difficulties that they had with releasing films in, in China. I mean, I'm sorry, I cut you off when you were reading the Alice part, but... No, 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 it's okay. It's, uh, so, yeah, Alice Through the Looking Glass domestically made 77 million and then overseas made 222 million dollars um you know that's a lot of markets but it's yeah it's you know three times as much overseas that it did here um so it's it's just interesting to see some of these numbers on a you know a budget that was 170 million so it 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 you know it only made uh, worldwide 130 million more than its budget um and some people see that as a flop it's it's really like when they when they call it a flop it's more of a flop for their investors i guess because they they see that billion dollar the billion dollar movies and all people care about is making billion dollar movies now which is kind of like annoying (laughs) i guess because why not you know why not make a a movie for 50 million dollars and have it make two you know 150 million dollars you've tripled your your money there but no that's that's a small fry that's not you know a billion dollars or two billion or whatever you know avatar or alice in wonderland or you know star wars did but there's only so much that people can stand when it comes to just everything is an in your face like blockbuster everything ends where uh it could and uh, you know have a sequel or you know become a whole series or franchises i i should say 
Um, sometimes a movie could just be a movie, and then you watch the movie and it has a good ending, and then it's over. <laughs> like right. so, sometimes that that could that could be a thing that happens. Or um, it flops, and, and then it ends up being a cult hit. Exactly. Yeah. But now we're getting like Frozen three, um, because you know, whatever. Yeah. And so, anyway, all <laughs> that to say, we have to see what's going to happen with this movie. I'm excited to see it. It looks fun. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's it's a different style. I. In it's Hazen, different. Yeah. And Hazen <laughs> brought up the you know Atlantis and and Treasure Planet. And I like those movies. Those are good uh-huh. movies to compare it to. Like that, that like you're saying, they, you know, fell into a similar thing of no confidence from the company behind wow. it. They kind of gave up on them, and and they're good movies. Like, uh, they they have they have come into their own uh, after as time has passed. Yeah. So, I guess that's what you can hope for this movie. I mean, you can hope that it, it does well because it, you know, there's as if it's a good movie, it should do well. People go see a movie if it's good. But at this point we got a week and a half to wait and see what happens. Yeah. You know, I, I probably have to go back and uh, look at the releases and how they were treated, especially in the last two and a half years and after the launch of Disney plus, but uh, off the top of my head, it feels like the movies, you mentioned a little bit about this, the franchises and all of that. It feels like the movies that are being pushed really hard are a sequel to something or part of a mm-hmm. franchise. And anything that's an original idea, the way that Soul was, the way that Onward was, the way that Strange World is, these are all original ideas that are not part of some other universe or you know, a sequel to anything, they're getting kind of pushed under the rug. You know, they're just, they're they're releasing yeah. because they have to release them, I guess. It's on their schedule. But anything that's not a sequel or part of some major franchise is just not being pushed right now. 100%. That's, mm-hmm. and that's, that's not just Disney. That's across the board, across all companies. It's, it's really like, I mean, an issue, in my opinion, that we're we're kind of stuck in sequel land right now, or franchise yeah. franchise yeah. land. Everybody's got to turn everything old is new again, or you know, whatever. That if it's got a name recognition at some level, it, even if it's if if it's a one percent name recognition, that's better to some of these people than you know the the marketing people than it is just to have a new idea. It's like, well, we, we got to revive car 54. Where are you? Because that has name recognition as opposed to starting another cop show or whatever car 54. Where are you is I, I know the name car 54. Where are you? But I don't know what it is about. I think it's a cop show. Um, but that's just one example of like all right on tv we have the real love boat because we got to do a reality show and it has nothing to do with the love boat other than it's the name and they're on a boat and they're it's like the bachelor or something i don't know (laughs) but that's that's kind of the the rut the the industry at large seems to be in at the moment is just making money off of 
the the name alone recognition without making a good product i guess like they're like well yeah it's a it's a name let's do something with it i guess it's the era of reboots yeah mm-hmm. yeah agreed i mean there are exceptions right because i mean i don't know if if you've had the opportunity to watch wakanda forever but it's good man <laughs> It's, well, that's yeah. I haven't seen it, but I mean, they you can make a good movie based on a franchise, and Marvel has proven time and again that they can do this because the people behind them seem to care about the projects that they're doing. Right. But some of these companies and Disney, you know, included, you know, seem to just be trying to crank out whatever you. Know, thing that can make them a few bucks now do i think stranger stranger things yes stranger <laughs> strange things world do i think strange world is that no i think the people that are creating strange world have a vision and an idea that they care about and put their you know their heart and their you know willpower and everything into it and then are not getting confidence from the company so like we said before, who knows if marketing is going to get pushed up soon. I mean, I did see something on Instagram, and they're like, hey, this is Jake Gyllenhaal, blah, 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 blah. And then that was it. Oh, for like how three long days. was that? Um, how how long ago or how yeah. long was the video? Sorry, how long ago was that? Oh, it was probably like, uh, must have been this weekend. Or, yeah, it's probably this weekend sometime. Interesting. So there okay. was there was like a Instagram reel or, or story or something where it was Jake Gyllenhaal like, hey, man, strange world, da 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 So there was something. I mean, it wasn't like every day, but there was a Instagram thing at least. Um, Maybe you're right, though. So, Maybe they were waiting for Wakanda Forever to get released so that they could push this one, but... I mean, two weeks to build up hype for a film like this needed to be all over the place, like for the last six to eight months. And now uh, the three of us don't have cable TV. So maybe somebody out there can, you know, on Discord or whatever, speak out. Have you been seeing Strange World commercials on oh, the TV? Oh, that's a great point. I didn't because even think about that. I didn't think about that. Yeah, None of us same. Have no commercials. <laughs> All cut the cord, as they say. So is, is that is there just a bunch of stuff on Disney Channel and all this stuff that we're not seeing? You know, granted, you know, like I have Hulu with ads, but I've not, I, I haven't watched Hulu in a while, so that doesn't really speak much to it um oh no we don't have ads because i was watching i love lucy without ads never mind anyway i was watching i love lucy um (laughs) but that that's another platform that we don't partake in that these ads might be me happening in so maybe somebody out there can speak to the cable tv uh, advertising let us know on discord and we can uh you know talk about it after we see the movie or something if if Oh yeah, all, we saw eight billion commercials, and Jake Gyllenhaal's been all over our TV. <laughs> like we can't get yeah. rid of them. Okay, you want to laugh at this? Yeah. I had to, I had to Google. I had to Google and check this out. There's actually a TV spot, and it's been running. Oh, there it's is. Been uploaded on YouTube about a month ago. Okay. All right. Well, that so gives that's me, really that yeah gives me a little bit of hope. I get, well, but here's the thing, though. But it feels yeah. like if a we're failure not for advertising them, though, it. Yeah. 
Yeah. If we're yeah. not seeing it, and I watch so much stuff. Like, <laughs> I watch a lot of, you know, I'm on Instagram all the time, and I watch all the other different things with ads, and I've not... Yeah, you know, now I'm going to open my phone because we said Strange World 8 billion times today <laughs> and there's going to be an ad right when I open it up Here's because it's always listening. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it's it's if those things are happening then they're putting their money somewhere, but it's not getting to, you know, the kids these days on the TikTok and the Instagram and whatnot, yeah. you know, the Google machine. Yeah. Um you know, I, I mean, I don't have TikTok, so I don't know if they're TikTok ads. I don't know. Like, I'll throw my hands up in the air. <laughs> but <laughs> there's a lot of stuff I don't know. But the, they got to be spending some money. That, but it's still weird, like, when you saw Wakanda Forever that there wasn't an ad for Strange World. Like, a Disney property not having another Disney property ad in front of it. Um, yeah. And I don't know. Again, this is just me theorizing because I don't know a lot of things. Um, do different movie theaters show different ads before movies? Like, or is it the same ad package oh, attached good to the question. movie? I, th- yeah. I want to say huh. that they all show the same types. So if you're watching a Marvel film, you're probably going to watch the trailers and ads for other superhero films. Like anything yeah. that either Disney's releasing or planning or DC or whatever, because it's the it's the right audience for it or other like pg-13 movies or right whatever. because it's the it's right, the same yeah. audience that you're catering to um mm-hmm. but that's a good question i wonder if it depends on the market i'm yeah i'm sure like maybe like disney has like a, a stake in amc so is right so is like all the amc theaters show like all more disney trailers than like cinemark or or regal or whatever like that i don't know because i don't go to different movie theaters i go to the same one every time yeah so i don't know (laughs) yeah it's gonna be interesting to see if they really ramp up but you're totally right about the ad space and if people that cut the cord aren't seeing these things advertised then obviously we're not going to know about it right it's a word of mouth thing at that point and Maybe that's what they're banking on. Maybe they're banking on people posting about it on Twitter or TikTok or Instagram. But it's not if you don't get enough seats out in the world to even watch it to begin with. How are you going to build a buzz around it? Yep, that's it. So promote animation more. Don't forget about animation. Animation is what made your company. Yeah, well, and mm-hmm. Bob Chapek did come out and say, he said, well, we should probably listen to our audience or whatever. There was some weird quote where he said, you know, pulled out of a whole interview. It's, we we as an audience do have to speak with our pocketbooks. That's kind of what they're listening to at the moment. Right. I mean, they're always listening to it, but if, if you want animation to continue, you got to go see it. Um, I mean, even if it's on Disney Plus, you gotta be watching it. You gotta, you know, and people are. I, I'm not saying that people aren't. It's just that I that quote was was bubbling all over the internet recently. It was in this whole big old long interview, I think, with MSNBC or who knows some magazine or news. I don't know, but he it was pulled out of a whole thing where he's like, "Well, we should probably listen to our audience." And yeah, maybe maybe you should. Maybe you should listen to that everybody hates Genie Plus 
and <laughs> everybody has genie. Let's, Let's bring bring this back to the parks. Genie Plus is not. I mean, the not all. The, the yeah. Crop. It's not. Ooh, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> Genie Plus is not the cream of the crop. Hey, so let we will take it to the parks in just a moment. But before we do, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcasters is brought to you by an awesome group of listeners known as the FGP Squad. They're the cream Our of the crop podcast, for sure. Fairy Godparents, because it is their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcasters possible. Yes, they are, Andrew. You are correct. Uh, if you want more information on how you can be a part of the FGP Squad family, head on over to podcasters.com slash FGP for more info. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors, a link to our Patreon, uh, some information about the FGP Squad. And, of course, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to us uh, either through an instant message on our social networks like Instagram. But, honestly, we would love for you to join the community over on Discord. Uh, joining is super simple. You can head over to podcasters.com slash links. You'll find a link to our Discord there, along with a link to the FGP Squad page, so you can check out more information about that. Being a part of the FGP Squad family does get you some additional perks, like access to our happy hour calls, uh, access to additional content on Patreon, uh, extended episodes, talks about films, uh, random giveaways, discount codes for new, new Podcateers gear, and more. Uh, oh, and a special section on our Discord server, um, and more. So, yeah, again, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions. But to all of the members of the FGP Squad family, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Okay, now we're going to spin the wheel. We're spinning the wheel. Flap, 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 flap. It's making a new sound today. It goes plap instead of flap, I guess. Plap, 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 plap. And the cream of the crop today is Latasha. Thank you, Latasha. Ooh, yeah, Latasha, the cream of the crop. Nice. Ooh, yeah, thanks for being an FGP. See, I got something new to say today because <laughs> we started it early. I don't just have to say cool cats and kittens and cool no, and but, cool. But now you have to say that as Macho Man. Ooh, yeah, you're so cool, all you cool cats and kittens, Latasha. Ooh, yeah, thank you for being one of our uh, FGP members and and the cream of the crop. And I'm holding a little creamer. That's you. You're the cream. You rise to the top. Ooh, yeah, thank you from Macho Man and, and all the FGP. And thank you from the Pocketeers. Oh, yeah, brother. Well, oh, that's Hulk Hogan. I don't know. That's right, Macho Man Randy Savage. (laughs) Back to you at ringside. I gotta work on that. That tickles my throat a little too much to do very often. (laughs) But thank you, Latasha. All right, so you mentioned it. Uh, Back in the parks, a couple of things that I wanted to bring up that are pretty exciting. Uh, One, you know, we talked about the magic bands and not uh-huh. being able yeah. to detach them from the band itself, like the little puck, like you could on the version two of the Magic Band. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, so you mentioned that you were going to purchase one and you were going to take it apart and you were going to you know, try mm-hmm. to figure out how to mount it on something. And I was talking about, you know, this is a great time for me to have a 3D printer because we could come up with something to hold it and everything. Uh-huh. Well, yes. somebody did it. What? 
somebody I saw a video on TikTok of somebody that basically took one of the new Magic Band Pluses apart and they 3D printed an attachment where they slid the remaining piece of the puck into this piece that they created. And this little plastic attachment just slid into their watch. So it basically looked like their watch had two watch heads. Like they had like an iPhone, I'm sorry, um, an Apple watch. Apple watch. And so they yeah. slid this little piece into one of the bands. And so it looked like they had the Apple watch. And right behind it, they had the magic band puck attached onto the band. So they basically, uh, it's a great idea. You know, I guess great minds think alike at this point. Uh, or they heard our episode yeah. and thought, that's super great. We should try to do this. So <laughs> if we gave you the idea, congratulations, run with it. <laughs> it's a great idea. Good job. Yeah, good job. You're exactly. welcome. <laughs> um, it just totally um, just solidifies the fact that I need a 3D printer in my life yeah. to do stuff. And um, if there's any sales, Black Friday or Cyber Monday, I think I'm going to have to really strongly consider it at this point because I feel like we're leaving money on the table. <laughs> I was going to buy my niece a 3D printer for Christmas. Maybe I'll just buy another one for Hazen. Yes. It's a, it was like $150, my first 3D printer. You know, it's better than no 3D printer. That's I don't true. Know, you know. That's true. It'll, it'll take a lots and lots and lots of parts to make your Iron Man suit. But, you know what? Start small. That's true. Yeah. You start off with Magic Band Plus attachments and you move your way up this, from there. You could print it on this thing. That's for sure. Yeah. That's it's big enough for that. <laughs> I should start clearing up some space here. Uh, so back to the parks. I, I'm pretty excited about this. Did you see the Adventureland Treehouse finally has a reveal about what's coming? Yeah. Sure did. All right. I like this news. Yeah. So uh, either one of you, do you want to talk a little bit about what was revealed uh, for what's coming? Sure. It actually gives us a little bit of a throwback to the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse, which is really cool. But um, it's not like we had thought it would be the Encanto kind of tree. It's really, really neat. And we see a really cool flag that is hanging in one of the little areas and that is the SEA flag. Yay yay. It's so cool. They have concept art of Mother's Music Den and our music room. Is it music room or music den? Whichever way. So they have like a room and this one looks like let's say where um I want to say we're Tarzan and the projection room, maybe, if we were to imagine that. So you have these instruments, and they look really, really cool. It looks like it's themed to the time of the SEA. So let's say the, what, the 20s, 30s. It has that look, that feel, and it's it's pretty exciting because we went from very little SEA representation or inklings in the park to like, boom, let's just change this whole tree. Let's just make it that staple in the middle of Adventureland. And it's going to look really cool. Man, I'm really excited for anyone who's going to see this anytime soon because 
I can't imagine just walking up into Adventureland and seeing this or even being in the queue for Indy and seeing it. The sounds, it's exciting. It's really cool. So yay, Disney, for bringing us, you know, more SEA and more love. And I just, I love it. I'm excited for it to see, like, when it's unveiled, when it comes around. So, um, oh, and date, 2023. So Next that's pretty year. cool. I think it's yeah. pretty early 2023, too, I think they said. But, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah it's it's really interesting. It's a cool update. Uh, the wording is interesting to me. It's called the Adventureland Treehouse, very original name. Um, full name, actually, Adventureland Treehouse, inspired by the Swiss family Robinson, is the, like, full title. So it's not the Swiss family treehouse like you used to be there or one that's in Walt Disney World, yada, yada, yada. It's Mm -hmm. kind of like a mishmash of ideas from that, from other things. Uh, So I I don't know of another ride that is just inspired by at least in the in the wording inspired by something as opposed to just like snow white's you know ride isn't uh snow white's uh enchanted whatever wish inspired by snow white and the seven dwarves or whatever (laughs) so it's 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 yeah it's not you know dumbo the flying elephant inspired by walt disney pictures dumbo it's gonna be dubbed adventureland treehouse that's it yeah, like did, Star Wars Land. It's yeah. gonna be dub- dubbed that. <laughs> it's like, it's like the Tiki Room, right? Nobody calls it mm-hmm. Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. It's just the Tiki Room. Right. Well, except for me, <laughs> but I'm the outlier here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other cool thing that I think uh, is nice about this is they're really um, beefing up the uh, the base of the tree with. Uh, you know, more accessible, like more things for, you know, people that can't climb stairs. There's a lot of people that can't climb stairs for one way or another, one reason or another. And so the whole base of the tree is, is going to have lots of interactive parts and things to see, um, that are all accessible to everyone. And then also, um, I think it's, it's like the portrait studio or something is down at the base and there will be like, quote unquote photos of all of the rooms that are in the treehouse so you can at least see what's going on up in there if you're not one to climb stairs um so it's a good um you know thing that they're they're kind of building out that base of the tree to to accommodate more people or even just for people like me who don't like to climb stairs. <laughs> oh, after a humid um, day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the uh, the last cool thing is the that water wheel's coming back. Used to have a water yeah. wheel when it started. Mm-hmm. They not there. Tarzan, boom, water wheel's back. So that's another cool, fun thing, movement and things coming back to Adventureland. So it's, you know, with the SEA tie-in is great. Who knows, you know, concept art's not going to show everything. So it'd be interesting to see any more of these these uh, details within. If we're going to get a new character, is it, you know, the characters we know are just mom and dad, I think, or mom and pop or whatever their names are. It's it's not wow. like anything specific. Um, but it's, it's very cool to see new life brought to this treehouse and it's not really attached to any IP other than something that was already there, but 
only vaguely. So it's it's kind of a step in a direction that we've been talking about that we like the original concept, um, original story from the Imagineers as opposed to just shoving a movie IP in there. Now, granted, inspired by blah, blah, blah. But it's kind of sort of a step in that direction, yeah. Yeah. which we haven't had in quite a long time. Right. Yeah, when we first started talking about the remake or kind of redoing this area and making it Encanto-themed, I have to admit, I was kind of excited about the idea. But with how narrow that walkway is, I remember you made the argument, Andrew, about how difficult it would be if, you know, they had, you know, like a door opening or, you know, tree lighting up ceremony or whatever the case was to, like, Bring some projection, like projection, and, and turn everything. the back of the building. The yeah, casita. yeah. You said all mm. kinds. Of <laughs> I, it, there was all sorts of ideas that just kind of ran through my head. But you're right. With how narrow that area is, there was no way they were going to be able to pull any of that off. So, the the fact that they've taken a step back and they've made it, you know, inspired by the Swiss Family Robinson, is cool. Um, I I remember that they they had talked about remaking the Swiss Family Robinson for Disney Plus um, a couple of years ago. And I don't know if that's still going to happen with this tree getting that treatment. It's quite possible that they're going to go through with it, Uh, especially if you're keeping the name Swiss Family Robinson and people's like in, you know, in their minds fresh again, because if it was Tarzan's treehouse for so long, you know, Swiss Family Robinson, unless you knew about it before, then you had no connection to it. But now the fact that it's inspired by quite could quite possibly mean that it's getting the Disney Plus show. Uh, the SEA flag on there, I think, is what made it most exciting for me. You said that they only mentioned a couple of members of the family. It's obviously not the Swiss Family Robinson that's going to be living in this one. But... It's funny because when we did the SEA episode, um, we primarily talked about a lot of the main players that we know about in the SEA. Like, you know, we, we talked about some of the major characters that are where, where attractions are based from, um, you know, the lineage of, of where they are and stuff like that. But the Swiss family Robinson appears in, in a couple of different places as part of the SEA lore. You know, in the Skipper Canteen, um, there the Swiss Family Robinson book is one of the most prominent books in the library that they have. You know, so it it's one of the like real books that you see as part of what's there. And then on top of that, uh, at Trader Sam's uh, here in, in in California, I think there's um, there's some promotional materials for the bar that talk about the Swiss Family Robinson like being affiliates of Trader Sam's. So Mm. there is a connection for the Swiss Family Robinson to SEA members or to things that are connected to the SEA. So if the Jungle Cruise has Alberta Falls and then you see all of the ores and everything over at um, the... um, Ah, I'm blanking on the name. 
uh, behind the tiki room. Tropical hideaway. The tropical hideaway, right? So there's all those SCA references. It only makes sense that on the opposite side, you would somehow make a connection to the SCA as part of Adventureland. Indiana Jones, we already know, is connected to the SCA story. It's basically all SCA now connected in one way or another maybe not directly but Mm -hmm. it has references all across the board now i i I think i like this more than anything that we talked about or any of the other rumors that were going around i wasn't expecting this but i i think this was a really great thing plus remember when they did those jujus yeah remember the adventureland juju had the swiss family treehouse yeah the jujus yeah it had the swiss family robinson treehouse on the juju for for adventureland Mm-hmm. So obviously yeah. it has a, a really deep connection there. So this is great. I love what they're doing with this one. I'm I'm pretty happy. I'm gonna love to see this once it's it's finally open. Yeah, and so uh, just to answer your question, yes. Uh, as of now, there is going to be a Swiss Family Robinson TV, you know, a, a series on Disney Plus. Oh, it's not a movie, uh, according to. Yeah, it's a series, a modernized, modernized like tale of it. Um, you know, I'm thinking Lost. I don't know. <laughs> Is it Lost? Yeah. But it's this family Robinson. <laughs> I don't know. There's a tree, and then there's a smoke monster, and I don't know. Um, <laughs> but there, there's no other details. There's no casting or anything. But the, it has been announced. Uh, it was announced last year, I believe at the investor call uh there's not been anything since then but as of now it's still on the docket every every how many minutes they're gonna have to go in and enter four eight fifteen sixteen twenty three forty two <laughs> yeah in the in the <laughs> and then they win the it'll be, new, it'll be a newer old computer at yeah. this point you know because <laughs> every hundred and seven so minutes was it I, I don't so. remember. I never <laughs> finished Lost. We we I didn't I didn't watch it when it was on and then so my wife was like, Yeah, you haven't seen Lost, so we started watching Lost and then we got like into other things and so I think I mean, granted, I think it's the like the last two seasons where they're like it went downhill from there kind of thing. Um, but I think that's that's where I am with Lost. Interesting. Um, it's still it's still in the Hulu or wherever we were watching it. You know, we know where we left off. Um, you know the, the the stations. You know how each station had like the hexagon lines, and then it had like the Swan <laughs> Station and all okay, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like all the Dharma Initiative stuff. When Lost was on, I had created uh, a design for a T-shirt at the time that looked like one of the Dharma logos with the Podcateer symbol right in the center. and we never released the shirt uh it just it never like i i forgot what happened but i never released it like it was sounds like a sticker to me sticker yeah should i make a sticker out of it there's sounds like a sticker to me all right i don't know how many out there i don't know how many lost (laughs) fans are out there so i'll i'll put it out into the world if you're a lost fan and you want this Podcateers Dharma Initiative, Podcateer Station, Dharma Initiative inspired sticker. Let me know. We'll make one, and that's what we'll send out for the month this uh, this time around. Uh, last month we had a couple of Halloween themed stickers. Uh, I had something else planned for this month, but if you, if you're a Lost fan and you want to see that sticker make a comeback, which never saw the light of day. 
let us know. We'll make it. We'll send them out to you. Uh, I think it's a fun sticker. So, cool. Hey, um, since we're in Adventureland, cool. uh, I, I, I think we're going to want to post this on the Discord, Mel, but that chalk art that you sent of Indy, super cool. Yeah, it's it's still. I think the canvas is maybe what ten feet it's by ten tall, feet. Yeah, it is super tall. And this person, she just like goes at it with the chalk, and it looks perfectly. It's like the poster came to life, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's just that is. That is amazing. That is amazing skills. And, of course, you have to put it with Raiders March. But the way that it came out was just fantastic. And I, I think it is. I think I did post it on Discord. Mm-hmm. But I don't recall. I don't remember if I, po- if I just posted it. I was tired this weekend, but I tried to post some stuff. We'll post it again, though. No biggie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I saw it when you sent it in our text, but you know, I'm sorry, I haven't been on on Discord in a couple of days since I haven't been feeling all that great. But if it's on there, then awesome. If not, we'll definitely have to put it on there because it, you know, it always amazes me when artists create these really large murals and these amazing large pieces yeah. of art because I can't. I mean, I used to draw a lot when I was a kid. And even then, I feel like I had a problem with perspective and getting depth right on the paper. I'm better at it when I when I work digitally, but hand drawn, I struggled with it a lot. And when you see the size of these murals at times, and they just look uncanny, you know. I'm just I was. Yeah. It, it's amazing what they are doing. <laughs> I just want to shout out the 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 name of the YouTuber that uh, uh, did this, uh, Tooting McFruity Poots. It's perfect. The, <laughs> is the, the user on YouTube. That, that is brilliant. Uh, that is uh, first For name Tootie, last name. McFruity Poots. Um, that's the one for the minivan there. Tootie McFruity Poots. Um, that's so funny. So if you want to look it up yourself, uh, Tootie McFruity Poots, cream of the crop with that Indiana Jones. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So funny. Okay, somebody said it belongs in a museum. At least somebody did. Well, it's true. It looks really In the good. comments. Yeah. 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 It's like... It, from the video, it looks like it's this person. They just painted their wall in their house with chalk paint or something and is using it as a big canvas. It's the entire wall of like an apartment or house or something. Well, that's even more impressive. Yeah, it's huge. Mm-hmm. That's even more impressive. Uh, well, let's keep to some of the stuff that's happening in the parks here. Um, we'll double check Discord. If it's not on there, we'll definitely put it back up. Um because it's definitely worth watching. It's it's such a cool portrait um, that you have to see it. I love time lapses too. I love just they look so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so keeping with the parks, we're gonna go to the opposite end of the park here. Uh, let's talk about it's a small world a little bit because speaking of Discord, uh, FGP Squad member Anitza had posted this article that I think it was on Reddit that she saw it. 
but it's a small world added some cool new things to offer a little bit more representation. Mel, do you want to talk about what was added? Yeah. So we see two new dolls and they are in wheelchairs. And it is so, so wonderful to see something like this because it's just, like you said, representation. So one is in the main, um, I guess you want to say the, like the last room. The finale. And the finale. Thank you. And then the other one, I can't make out where that it's one is. It's in the, like the, the Mexico area. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Latin America. Shame um, on me. Area. I should have known. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, they have wheelchairs and it's really great to see. I mean, maybe a little overdue, but hey, you know, thanks for adding this. Thanks for doing this. I know kids who see this, they're going to be like, that is cool because, hey, that's, that's them. And that could be them as a doll. So thank you, Anita, for sharing this because this was really, really cool. Um, kudos, Disney. Yeah, this was a great addition. Um, I'm not exactly sure how far in advance this thing was planned, but, uh, you know, last week we didn't get a chance to talk about it. And we'll probably save this for an episode where we can do a much more thoughtful and longer segment on. But, you know, Alice Davis recently passed away. And Alice Davis was mm-hmm. a major part of It's a Small World because she had worked on the clothing for all these, you know, children that were going to be represented from around the world. Um, you know, Alice Davis known for a lot of the costumes that she made around the park. Uh, and And it made me... It made me think of something that I had read once about Alice where she was talking about It's a Small World specifically. And she was talking about how, like, how much joy, you know, we, we, I think it's easy to, to speak ill of It's a Small World at times. I think people make it almost a sport to speak ill of It's a Small World because of its simplicity and because the song, right? Everybody's like, it's the song that drives you crazy. But when you take a step back right. and you see what It's a Small World represents, I think we, we could all take a really good lesson from It's a Small World. Uh, and Alice was talking oh, yeah. about um, one of the things that just brought her happiness and made her smile about it, and it's that finale. You know, one of the places that they added, one of the dolls with the wheelchairs, uh, because It's a Small World, the finale is meant to represent, uh, she was talking about how it's meant to represent no country in particular, you know, they're all dressed in white to represent purity because, mm-hmm. you know, when, when you're children, you're pure, you haven't been loaded with hate, you don't know the world the way that adults know the world. Um, you know, so there's no bad words. There's, you know, they're dressed with gold accents because gold is something precious the way that children are. Silver is kind of a little bit of both. You know, it's precious and it's kind of pure. And obviously all the kids just full of life and bringing joy and happiness and singing together. And I, I just thought it was a, a really nice way to accent the fact that they added these characters with the wheelchairs, you know, on the heels of Alice passing away. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, t- uh, you know, to, to Alice's family and friends, obviously we want to send uh, our heartfelt condolences. You know, Alice was a very special person for a lot of us that had an opportunity to meet her and speak with her, I think it was uh, something special that we're always going to cherish. 
but we'll celebrate Alice in a future episode with a much longer segment and we'll talk about her life and her career and everything. But yeah, this was a really great addition to It's a Small World. And like you said, that representation, we keep talking about it. And as much as some people complain about it, the people that see themselves in these characters and in these instances throughout the park, you know, Disney's for everybody. I think sometimes people forget that. Mm -hmm. That, you know, you may not see yourself in that character. You may not see yourself in what's being represented, but someone does. I've always talked about how when we're doing the podcast that if we could bring a smile to one person's face, then we did our job, you know, and I'm sure that there's people yeah. within the Disney company that feel the same thing. And these characters, these things that they add to attractions, if they can bring happiness to one person, they did their job because Disney's for everyone. And there shouldn't be so many damn gatekeepers <laughs> that think it's only for <laughs> them. Anyway, uh, great job, Disney. That's a fantastic addition. And, you know, we look forward to seeing more of that stuff being added to the parks. Yeah, I think um, I did see I can't, I've been trying to search for this article that I read, but you had asked about how long it's been in development. And I, I remember reading somewhere that it was like 18 months from from oh, concept wow. to installing okay. it. There's something with Ki wow. Kim Irvine's, you know, kind of been the lead on a lot of these these new projects, enhancing things. And I believe that's what I I was read. I've been trying to find where I read that, but it was an interview with Kim Irvine. That's I believe it was 18 months. And so this is that this is also the 25th anniversary of It's a Small World holiday. And so they did something special mm -hmm. for 25. Mm -hmm. You'll see 25s around the attraction. Um, and then including these these uh, these new dolls, uh, I think you guys said enough uh, about it, how fantastic this edition is. So I'm not going to get long-winded about it, but um, I agree with all your sentiments. Yeah, Kim Irvine also is working on the Adventureland tree, right? The treehouse? I, I, I believe so. And I, and I did misquote the, the title of the attraction. It's actually longer than... Uh, <laughs> Oh, it's Adventureland Treehouse, inspired by Walt Disney's Swiss Family Robinson. So, oh, that is yeah, I forgot Walt Disney in there. So it's it's yes, it's a very very long title. <laughs> um, at least it's not. Yeah, I don't know. The, I'm with Mel. Adventureland Treehouse. Yep. <laughs> it's fair. Uh, yes, Adventureland Treehouse is fine. <laughs> All right. Well, since we didn't get Antonio's tree in Adventureland. Um, I did have a little bit of Encanto this weekend because if you remember, oh. we had talked about how Encanto was going to be at the Hollywood Bowl. Mm -hmm. My wife surprised us all with tickets to go watch Encanto at the Hollywood Bowl this weekend. Nice. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so we had an opportunity to go. Remember how we mentioned that this was going to be uh, a show that was going to be out in December on Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. well, the day that we were there was the day that they were filming. Now, very cool. Uh, it did look fairly sold out, and we were pretty high up, but we were like center stage, pretty much at the very top of the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, but either way, they had the screens, and you could kind of see everything that was going on. But it was nice because they built Casita around the bowl. There was like an outline of Casita that was around the general 
like stage area mm-hmm. and throughout the night they would light it up with different effects that were symbolic to the scene that everything was happening in and so before the show started they talked about wanting everyone to download this app this epics app and i'm i'm not big on downloading these apps for shows and everything because i don't want to have to give more of my data to yet another thing right Mm -hmm. uh but there was there was a big reason why they wanted everyone to to download this app so i'll talk about that in a little bit but but they kept really pushing it. The guy that was out there, you know, every show, every concert usually has like an opener. They have somebody trying to warm up the crowd, get everybody psyched up. And the guy was earning his money, man. He It was cold <laughs> as heck. It, like we were pretty bundled up. Like we had jackets and long sleeve shirts and thermals and gloves and, you know, scarves and hats on and everything. And it was still cold. Like for California... It was lower 40s, I want to say, by the time that the show started. If you're not familiar with these shows at the Hollywood Bowl, we've talked a little bit about like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, which is one of the most popular ones that they do there yearly or, you know, frequently. Um, What they do is that they play the the film on, on screens and whenever there's like a musical part, they have somebody live on stage singing the song as part of the show. So they'll play some scenes in the background. They'll change the lighting. They'll, they'll do a little bit of projection stuff to kind of help, you know, the ambiance of it. But they'll have somebody live playing or singing the song, and then they'll have, like, an orchestra playing the music for that, which is what they had. So they start playing the film, they get to the first song, and this is where you really start noticing Casita light up in the background, right? You see the flowers and you see everything going on. And the first song that they really highlight is the Familia Madrigal song that Mm -hmm. uh, Mirabel sings at the beginning. And they did have the cast members come out and sing, you know, as their characters and mm. I just want to commend the cast for coming out and singing because I'm assuming that this is going to be fixed by the time it's on Disney Plus because auto-tuning is a thing. And I think yeah. a lot of these people did a really fantastic job in recording their parts for the film. But when you are singing in cold weather, it is not the easiest thing to do. Like your throat begins to seize up and if you're not drinking something warm and if you're straining it, it can really not sound great. And they just, man, it, they did such a great job for, for the situation that they were in. Now, I, we were far enough that I don't know if they had like warmers or like, you know, heat being projected onto the stage to help them with something like this, but it was cold and you could tell in some places that they were struggling. So bravo mm. to the cast for pushing through that and getting through it. Uh, I'm sure that if they can't fix it, that they're going to go back and they're going to do some ADR to fix it. But overall, uh, it was a, a really fun show. By the time... Okay, so back to the app thing. So 
they 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 keep pushing this app. You see the screens on the side as the movie's progressing. They're showing the barcode. You know, scan this QR code to download this app. And a lot of people couldn't scan the barcode because the screens had a tiny little QR code. And if you couldn't zoom in far enough, your phone wasn't picking it up. And so some people had trouble doing it. But the very first song that the app became a thing for was We Don't Talk About Bruno. And they told us that at the beginning. They said, look, we're filming this for Disney+. Plus. We're going to need your help. We're going to need you to download this app. And when the song comes on, point your screens forward. Don't look at your screen. We know you're going to want to look at your screen, but point your screens forward. You know, you're going to see your flashlight blinking in your face, and that might be annoying, but trust us. We just need you to do this. So we get through the show. We don't talk about Bruno's coming up, and they remind us to get our, our phones ready and stuff. So you take out the phone, and for the people that were obviously closer to the stage... All those people could look back and there was pieces of green, you know, the, the prediction, the crystal, that the crystal, oh, the yeah. prediction crystal that was in the film that broke mm-hmm. for Bruno. There was a lot of that stuff going on. There was a lot of greens and there was a lot of like effects that had to do with the song. But if you look forward from where we were, obviously we were in the back. All you saw was blinking flashlights on the back of cell phones. So there was still a lot of light happening. And so they 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 did that. Everything's green. You see the the floating crystals. And I think what they did was there was portions of Casita. There was like an arch over the bowl, obviously. But there was also like a projection or an LED screen or something like that where they would project like it, it, it looked like a swish of magic, basically, like pixie dust almost like floating there every so often. And what was projected there, I think, is what was on the phones. Like the the crystal uh, was was a part of that. I'm not sure, obviously, because I couldn't look back and look at everybody else's phones, and I didn't look at mine either. I just kind of kept it, mainly because the the main cameras that were filming the center stage were right behind us. That's how center we were. Like we could oh, look wow. back and we saw the the camera, like the main center stage camera, the spotlights and like the production team that was filming like right there. And then if we look forward right in front of us at the bottom was the other team that was controlling the visuals on the stage and they were controlling the, the video and all that other stuff. So they have their intermission. We come back from intermission and they have... Um, oh, I forgot the name of the band. Uh, it's gonna come to me after we're done recording. But they had the, the band roots. perform some music. It was the roots. <laughs> yes, you nailed it. Uh, um, uh, I'm gonna try to remember. But they had the band play some music. It was fantastic. It was kind of soothing and calming. Actually, it was. It was a really great part of the show. They finish that music and they go back to the film. And so right before they started that, right before the music, they said, hey, by the way, you know, we hope you're enjoying the show. We're going to need you to break out your phones one more time with the app during Dos Oruguitas. 
you know, they continue singing. When Luisa did her song, the place went crazy. Um, like there was, um, there was several places where where everybody just kind of lost it during the performance. Obviously, when Mirabel song, uh, sang her song at the beginning for the Familia Madrigal, when Isabella sang her piece and she sang her song, people went crazy during that segment. And when Luisa sang her song is also when everybody just went like super crazy for everything. Uh, we heard a lot of people singing for We Don't Talk About Bruno. When when they finally got to Dos Oruguitas, they reminded us again, they flashed up, you know, get your phones out and everything. Again, from our point of view, it just looked like a bunch of flashlights on the back of the phone that were flashing. But what I imagine was happening, again, if I'm correct in saying that what they were projecting on the arch over the bowl was what was on the screens it was a bunch of butterflies and it was a bunch of like magic like orbs and stuff kind of floating around so essentially what it looked like it looked like everyone in the audience was a bunch of butterflies that were just illuminating the oh bowl. wow and so from our from our point of view we couldn't see that but i'm sure we're going to see it when we watch it on disney plus and that's going to be kind of exciting to watch like being a part of that experience was super cool I don't think they did that with the other presentations of the show. I think that was special for the recording of the Disney Plus show. <laughs> it was so funny because uh, they were talking about, uh, they told us, you know, if you're here and you're going to post to social media, if you have any videos or photos, make sure that you're using, you know, this hashtag. I think it was like Encanto at the Bowl or something. And then right after they would say, but just don't post any of the performance or any of the things that are happening because we want it to be a surprise. But if you post it, use this hashtag. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you just said not okay. to, and now you're encouraging using right. a hashtag for it. Like, so it they kept like <laughs> flip flopping on it, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, so yeah, so they got through the song. They brought out the artist that sings it. And they brought out like a children's choir to sing along with him, which I thought sounded, it was so cool to listen to that song that way. Uh, that song finishes. They finish the film. They do like the reprise of the Familia Madrigal, you know, at the end. And, you know, they're, they're rebuilding Casita. And everything lights up. The the animations and the projections that they had on the bowl and everything looks super cool. Like towards the end, as they're doing their final number, they're bringing out all of the performers. They're all bowing. They're kind of introducing all of the characters and stuff. And then they're doing this big dance number, continuing the song. They're like, all right, so we did that. Now let's do it again. And then they sing everything again. And then there's this huge fireworks show. They just, like treated everyone to this like super cool fireworks show uh, along with the music, which I thought was a great way to cap up. I don't know if the fireworks were a part of the shows every night, but it was a really great way to cap off this performance. Uh, so yeah, so overall it was a super fun show. I was surprised 
to get an opportunity to go. And uh, I'm happy that we did. I'm not sure if that's where I ended up starting to get sick or not. But uh, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> and I can't wait to watch it on <laughs> Disney Plus because uh, I, I feel like being a part of the audience and participating uh, just... Uh, like seeing the other side of it is what I'm most excited about, like seeing all the production because I would see the preview screens that they had and how they were filming everything on stage. Uh, I remember mentioning last week that I'm curious to see what they're going to cut out and what's going to be a part of the actual performance. So um, that's pretty much everything I remember happening during the performance. But once they play it on Disney+, Plus. We'll talk about it one more time and I'll tell you how different it was from what we ended up watching and what ended up on Disney Plus. But yeah, again, I just want to commend all of the performers, especially any that had to sing that day, because, you know, if it the summers at the Hollywood Bowl are great, right, because the evenings are just really nice. They're not super super hot at times it's like right on like on the hillside which kind of protects you from a little bit of the heat um and in the evenings it's just nicer you know you don't have the sun blaring but it's it's great condition to be like great conditions to be at the hollywood bowl but this time any singers if they don't have any heat on stage they they earned whatever ovation they got that day because it was rough but i enjoyed it it was fantastic that sounds really cool i was i've looked up uh you know there are a few videos of it on youtube and such um so i'm able to i'm 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 not trying to spoil it but the the set design is definitely very cool like i know the the you know, other productions, you know, this is a bigger production value because it's going on Disney plus, but I mean, they went all out. They built a whole set on there. They got video screens, you know, video in the floor video, you know, for the doors, you know, on stage and on the sides of the stage stuff is built. The projections, everything is real top notch. So it's, it's a, a very like detailed, uh, um, set you know full staircases full like broadway uh scenery uh you know movements the stair comes on at some point goes away like there's there's lots of movement and it looks very cool so i'm excited to see this on disney plus and um uh, and i'm so glad you gotta go because at least one of us gotta go right yeah they did have some stuff in the aisles as well they had like a big rat no, they had like a big rat dancing in the aisles during Bruno oh. segment, and uh, <laughs> I saw there was like a big Bruno puppet at one point. Oh, too. maybe that's what it was. There was like a big, like go over like a big hedge or something. There's like a big old puppet. Oh, so wow. I'm just like kind of like scrubbing through, and I happen to catch this big old. Oh, maybe it is in the audience. It's like a big Bruno puppet. Yeah, like I thought huge. it was like a big rat. At least from where we were, it looked like a big rat. But I guess it was a Bruno puppet. I... There are a bunch of rat-like shadows I'm seeing. But, yeah, it looks like this big – It's I mean, it's huge. It's like, you know, 12 feet tall or something. It's just yeah. like his shoulders and shoulders and head. Um, so, yeah, it's this looks real cool. The fireworks look 
fantastic. It's, yeah. it's uh, you know, an all-out production. So who knows? Maybe this uh, this gives it some viability for more stage performances elsewhere. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah. haven't even seen the final version of it, and I'm already excited about it. I think it was a great <laughs> show, you know, to be a part of it and to uh, watch it. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of people really excited to see this. So, yeah. Do these instead of the live action remake. Yes. Out. Just yes. this. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Same cast. Just get, we'll do them all for all the old ones. Well, well at least the ones that people are still alive. Anything <laughs> with music. <laughs> Anything with music. Do that. Do it for these. Yeah. Yeah, just this. Yeah. But they've, they've, you've got 50 movies to do, basically. <laughs> This is a great Chicken Little at the Hollywood Bowl. This is a great way to celebrate a hundred <laughs> years of the Disney Company. Chicken Little at the Hollywood Bowl. Chicken Little at the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> Atlantis at the Hollywood Bowl. Hey, that would be pretty Treasure cool. Planet that would at be the Hollywood fun. Bowl. Hey, you gotta start saying the bad ones. Home on the Range. No, at but the I Hollywood just wanna Bowl. skip to those. <laughs> there are no bad Disney movies. They're just Bolt misunderstood. At the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, hey, wow. Bolt wasn't that bad. <laughs> fine. It was fine, yeah. <laughs> John Travolta and Miley There's Cyrus. There's no bad Disney movies. They're just misunderstood. I mean, sure. <laughs> All right. I think I was that's... trying to pull something out of out of the air, but I don't got one that I can pull as a joke <laughs> off the top of my head. I'm going to say, have you seen? And, but then I Because there anything. are no bad movies. They're just misunderstood. That's why. Yeah, but there's got to be one. Right? No. No. Cars 2. Anyway, I think that's a really great place to end the episode. Uh, if you have any comments or questions, obviously, about anything that we talked about, we'd love to hear your thoughts uh, on some of the things coming to the parks. Uh, FGP Squad, you know, let me know if you guys want that sticker, uh, the Lost Dharma Initiative style. I think I have a... a a sample of it that I can post on Discord. Uh, but if you're familiar with the Dharma Station emblems, it was basically just all the hexagon lines with the Podcateers logo in it. Let me know if you want that. I'll be happy to make those stickers and send them out to everyone this month. And um, yeah, that's it. Any final thoughts on anything that we talked about today? Cream of the crop. That's right, the cream of the crop. Ooh, yeah. Encanto at the Hollywood Bowl was the cream of the crop. You're going to want to watch it on Disney+. Plus. That's right. Disney+, Plus might not be doing well, but this is going to bring it back, brother, because it's the cream of the crop. Oh, and I think there's a Quizneyland this week. Oh, and there's a Quizneyland this week. Fantastic. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be about because I haven't wrote it yet. So, but we got Quizneyland. Yet, so, so there there will be an episode. I've been uh, busy, and I'm going to Disneyland this weekend. So, uh, there will be an episode. I promise. Yay. There will be one. Awesome. All right, that is going to wrap it up. Until uh, next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward. And always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Part of the Podcateers Network.